All right, you ready? I'm ready. Hello, and welcome to the CAFMA Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag, and with us once again this week, it just brings my heart joy to say that Chief John Fetima is back with us. Yeah, no, I'm glad it brings you joy because, uh, you know, I, I was thinking like uh, that I really probably wouldn't miss it, you know, having everybody else come in. And right. turns out I was right. I, uh, I didn't miss it at all. So but I'm glad you get joy out of this. Our fans missed you. I mean, we'd have to have fans, actually, all I guess. five of them, yeah. I, I said fans. We don't yeah. have any. Fan. 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 <laughs> yeah, we had one fan, yes. I think. So, uh, you know, we were just talking before we started. And you were explaining how you get the raw end of the deal when you come in because That's correct. we do fluff pieces with fluff pieces. Yes, That's fluff good, pieces good way to put it is, is the way that you talked about it. No, and it's good it's because if you look at. Uh, Kayleen was in here. Yes. Jamie was in here. I mean, Andrew brought a guitar. I mean, that's like a, a hidden talent. It I is. I don't have any talents that are hidden or out in the open. So I get the the raw end because normally you come in and say, hey, I, I sent you the review, but we're not talking about that. We're True. Totally, totally different. Well, and I didn't send you the review this week because I just finished up some of it last night. Um, and so I, I didn't send that to you. And I told you, I said, hey, look, I don't really have anything – specific to talk about. And I said, maybe we'll interview you. And your response was, no. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't think we need to do that. I don't think we need to either. It wouldn't be that interesting. It'd be pretty short, which might be beneficial for the viewers here. True, true, yeah. So I thought what we'd talk about a little bit is House Bill 2802. I know that's a new one oh, for you. Oh, that sounds like fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounds perfect. like a lot of fun. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this. So uh, House Bill 2802 is a fire service certificate of necessity bill that we have been part of. Uh, we help craft it. When I say we, um, the fire service. So the Arizona Fire Service Institute includes the professional firefighters, the fire chiefs, the fire districts, uh, Arizona Ambulance, um, the Metro Chiefs. And, and we all went through and put this together. And fortunately, with some help from the Senate president and others, we were able to get the bill sponsored and now the bill has a number, and it's been assigned to a committee in the House as of yesterday. We're working to get it heard. Um, a couple of things that I think are important for especially our, our municipal partners, uh, you remember when we filed as interveners in CON 62, yep. the AMR, right? And it, it wasn't to battle AMR. It was just to say, hey, these response times aren't appropriate, and the state argued that the statute doesn't allow for us to intervene because we don't have a CON. And that's CAFMA, that's Prescott Valley, that's Prescott. So the new language says explicitly, yes, you have the right to intervene. Sure. This is when I'm supposed to like... Yeah. Say something. Say something. All right. Say say how important that is. Oh, yeah. No, the the House bill, extremely important. And it truly is. But I think the other thing to highlight is Mm -hmm. how active uh, not just you are in, in terms of being the... Um, president for theirs on a fire chief association, but just as a for the organization as a whole, um, I don't think people realize all the time how much effort is put into the legislature and what they're doing down there and how much it impacts us. Because there's a number of bills that uh, you're working on, not just at, for us as an organization, but also to the fire chiefs. So right. I think it's important for people to realize that uh, that political part of the job is being engaged and being involved and looking out into the future. It, it absolutely is. I testified yesterday in a Senate committee on uh, certificates of participation, COPs, where we could refinance our pension debt. Yeah. Uh, what I found interesting about that is, you know, we have a, a, a GOP-heavier, Republican-led Senate and House mm-hmm. majority down there. 
And one of the points that we made was, hey, Stiefel Nicholas, which is a, a financial company, ran numbers for CAFMA. And their numbers showed that if we were able to refinance our debt, because our PSPRS debt is basically financed at 7.3% interest. And I think when you look at housing rates today, is 7.3% good or bad? Yeah, that wouldn't be very good at all. No, no, it's horrible. Uh, but the COPs are somewhere around 3% or less. So when Flagstaff did that, uh, they saved about $76 million over the life of the loan. For CAFMA, it's projected about $20 million over the life of the loan. And I had a legislator say, you're kicking the can down the road and you're not paying your bill. It's a smaller can at that point. And it, the, the, the biggest thing about it is, I think, for us looking at it, is it controls the cost. Right. Because PSPRS, like I say, it's it's a, a burden we have to sure. bear at this point. But uh, the ability to do that, no different than what Flystaff did, it controls the cost. So now at least we can look at, all right, we know what we have. We've sure. lowered and saved money by doing this. And uh, we know what our our yearly payments are going to be. So we, when we look at the budget and preparing the budget, um, it gives us the ability to control that a little bit. I, you know, I, I don't, I can't comprehend going to a Republican-led, very conservative group and saying, we can save the taxpayers $20 million. Nope, we don't think you should do that. Sure. We think you should pay your bill. We, we are. Yeah. <laughs> We're refinancing the debt like you would refinance your house. The the term of the loan's about twenty years, and we save twenty million dollars. I'm 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 having a hard time grasping. Yeah, I don't. Where that's bad. It may be a, like you say a, a lack of understanding of uh, what's going on, and uh, it doesn't make logically doesn't make much sense. No, no, and then and then he said that uh, we created this mess. Uh, and that we needed to fix it. And that is where my thinking brain, fortunately, took over for the <laughs> feeling brain before it let my tongue loose. Very nice. And in committee. And I was able to refrain from pointing out that neither myself or you or CAFMA or any other fire service agency in the state has ever worked for PSPRS, sure. never been on the board, uh, and we have no say. That, in fact, the state appoints the board members, yeah. so maybe he should look at ways that he could fix it. Correct. And I think at this point, we're truly doing the best we can to represent the organization and the community, right. standing up for the, the, the taxpayers that you know, are, are part of funding this organization and, you know, unfortunately, funding that debt as well. And that's why the effort's being done to try right. to save the money. And uh, control that cost a little bit because we we don't have control over that, right? And uh, that's something that's a burden that gets placed on us that uh, we didn't start, but we certainly are trying to help uh, bring to conclusion as you know changes have been made in PSPRS, but right. uh, there's still there's still a long haul and a burden to bear yeah. at this point. Well, the, the other one that I found interesting, and I, th I think you'll appreciate this, there was a concern from another legislator that we might take the money and go buy a hotel, as an example. Yeah, I. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't either. Uh, but when you issue COPs through the lender, the money never comes to us. It goes directly to whoever it's supposed to go to. So the check would be cut to PSPRS, not to our organization. And the reality is, as I pointed out, 
we as fire districts have access to COPs currently for capital items. Mm-hmm. We typically don't use them. It's not the best route, um, but we don't have access to them for pensions. So if we were in the market to buy a hotel, which we wouldn't be. That's good. Um, you know, we would already have access to it, but sure. but we're not buying hotels or any other properties. We are simply trying to operate as a fire district, pay our expenses. Um, we're, we're active at the federal level as well. Uh, as you're aware, and we've pointed out before, um, fire districts across the country have been left out of uh, any CARES relief funds yeah. or COVID relief funds. I'm sure. sorry, CARES was the act. And, you know, we've we've worked with that. That's fine. Yep. You know, our, our counterparts are getting millions of dollars sent to them. And, um, well, fire districts are getting nothing, yet we cover a majority of the state. So Senator Cinema, uh, who her staff has been fantastic, uh, co-sponsored a bill with Senator Cornyn out of Texas. So it's a bipartisan bill, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that'll go through and will be included in any future relief funds uh, that are let loose from the federal sure. government. Um, I had a fire chief in Utah call me the other days, the head president of the Utah Fire District Association, because my name's attached on all of Senator Cinema's uh, press releases and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so he reached out to me and we had a good conversation. I was able to answer some things. But I think the important thing to remember in this is that we are active politically because we have to be. Uh, and we are active politically, not just on the local level or the state level, but at the federal level when necessary as well. Absolutely. No, and I think it takes uh, the willingness to be involved to help uh, stabilize, you know, the fire service, help to look out into the future for right. the fire service. Um, and I think those are the efforts that can be done because sometimes there's plenty of other bills that we have to oppose, um, try to, you know, stand against or at least right. uh, express our opposition sure um, because you know things are done sometimes that uh, without considering the ramifications and i think that's where also at the same time you are down there intervening and uh, at least uh, educating on some right. of the stuff that gets presented that hey this is this has a detriment to the fire service to the communities um, and here's what we our perspective is in something like this right it doesn't mean it always stops but uh, at least provides the education so when people are trying to make the decisions down there they're hopefully doing it with the best of intentions and the the greatest amount of information you know the interesting thing about politics john i i had a call from an agency at the state level that said hey the governor's running a bill he needs uh some fire service folks to speak about it would you be willing to testify would you be the fire chief that testifies it sounds like a pothole yeah, it does sound like a pothole, but the the bill itself is fantastic. It has to do with vegetation removal, treatment of our forest, good neighbor policies to to be able to treat on federal lands. But when someone reaches out to you and says, "Hey, would you be willing to speak on behalf of this bill?" and the background sounds fantastic, mm-hmm. you still have to stop yourself and say, "Well, send me the information." Yeah. And then you take a step back and you reach out to some people and say, "Hey, What's the background on this? What do you know? What are the potholes, pitfalls that I need to be aware of with this? Yeah. And, and and it's great when the response back is, no, this is a good bill. Sure. Uh, the way that it's written, this will do great things for the state. Yep. And so, uh, but you have to do all those different things. And, you know, on, on House Bill 2802, it's the first time I'm taking the lead on a bill. 
Um, so John Flynn, the executive director of the Arizona Fire District Association, he's mentoring me along in the process because sure. that's something I haven't done before. And so he thought this would be a good bill for me to work um, on behalf of the, the Arizona Fire Service. But again, I've reached out to the League of Towns and Cities because yeah. this this bill does some good things for cities, towns, counties, yep. um, and trying to get them on board and been reaching out across the state. It takes a tremendous amount of time and effort to make all the phone calls, to gather all the documents, and then get a listing of, okay, now it's assigned to committee. Now we have it on the agenda. Now you got to talk to all the staffers. Then you get with the committee members. Yeah. Then you it, – it's it, – but in the end, I think it's going to be better for us and for the state. Yep. So another thing I've been involved in this week, the Executive Leaders Program, the Naval Postgraduate School. Um, interesting dynamic. You and I have talked about the inability of people to debate and communicate, and we've, we've seen that um, on the news. We've seen it at the federal level. We talked about all that stuff. And so I've been very conscious about the way I'm trying to approach things, which is why in Senate testimony yesterday I did not um, – provide any focus and clarity as to who was responsible for screwing up the pension system, uh, which wasn't us, by the way. And it, But I'm in this class with 40 other people from around this, the United States, high-level, high-ranking folks, and they pose a question like, hey, we're, we're doing critical thinking. We want you to watch the, the video that they played at the beginning of Trump's impeachment uh, trial. Yeah. And then here's two questions we want you to answer. We're going to put you in a breakout group of people that you've never met in person. Yeah. And how did we get here? And how do we get back to the common good? That sounds like a potential to uh, do a lot of, uh, cause a lot of turmoil in a class. You know, that was my thought. And, and so when we got into the breakout room, I just said, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable because I don't know you. I, I don't know the filters everybody brings to the table, and this is a, a, a hot topic. Mm -hmm. I, I will say, though, that um, it was a great conversation, sure. ultimately. Fantastic conversation. Well, I think that's a testament at that point to the ability to debate, to ability to watch something like that. Right. And you can have an opinion on one side or another, they're right, they're wrong, mm -hmm. or you know how we got here. And to be able to express it appropriately is what we're losing. Sure. You know, be able to have the discussion to say, here's my thoughts and, and present your thoughts in a way that is uh, articulate and logical right. without trying to hurt or damage somebody else or convince somebody else. Debate is about uh, getting together and discussing the issues and uh, being at least willing to talk about it without Right. anger or frustration. Yeah. I can sit here. I mean, we disagree on probably a number of issues that we talk about and we can still do that and uh, get back to work and keep on yeah. moving. We we can disagree without being disagreeable. Sure. And, you know, in this setting, we talked about, yeah, I brought it up. I said, hey, I don't think that we can look at January 6th in a silo and determine how we got here. Yeah. I think we have to look holistically going back. Uh, there's two sides mm -hmm. who feel that their voices aren't being heard. And then there's agitators that get mixed in with that. And it takes away from the message. Uh, but then the question of, well, how do we fix it? Mm -hmm. How do we get back? And my response was, we don't have leaders in this country right now. We have elected officials. They're in leadership roles, but they're no way leading. I don't care what side of the aisle you on. That is not leadership. And it really comes down to, in my opinion, I don't know what you think, but 
as individuals, we need to strive to be better. Yes. Yeah. No, it's uh, obviously we could talk about this for a, a while. Right. It's uh, individuals. We have to look at our own hearts and what's right. going on. I heard uh, it was said once uh, in a, a sermon if you want to find out what's in somebody, bump them and see what spills out. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going on right now, a lot of people are bumped, and what's spilling out isn't good. No. Um, so we need to, as individuals, look to ourselves to say, how do we control right. this part of it? So much of it is uh, caused by chaos where we are looking to Washington as uh, not just the leaders, but we're looking to them for our faith and uh, our trust in, in the world going forward. Right. That's the last thing we need to be doing. We need to look at ourselves and what are we doing as individuals? What are we doing for our families? What are we doing for our communities? Start there. Start with yourself. Let it bleed over to your family and right. correct that. And I think you'll see the path moving forward a little bit clearer. Well, I, I know for me personally, and I, I said this in the um, NFA leadership class yesterday afternoon when I was there with Captain Merrill, um, and I said this to our ELP program. I said, look, I'm just going to tell you personally and professionally – I have realized I have to consciously think about how am I going to approach this idea? And I've been consciously adjusting the way that I communicate with folks um, on those ideas. Mm -hmm. And it it has to be, it has to be that way because the default is you're a moron. Sure. (laughs) And that does nobody any good. No, no. Here's, here's the idea. Here's the disagreement. Here's why I feel this way. Why do you feel differently? Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, we can have those conversations and that at the end of the day, the goal should be, Hey, I'm going to have a difficult conversation with you about something uh, or an idea or something that happened. Um, but at the end of that, I want to be able to say, all right, we're done. Hey, you want to go get a beer? Sure. Yep. And um, I, I'm trying to think somebody brought up a cartoon Saturday morning cartoons, which are awesome. We're <laughs> awesome. They're not anymore. Uh, but you know, they beat the crap out of each other during the day and then they clock out at the end and yeah. Have a good night, Frank. Yep. See you in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's good stuff. So, um, I, you know, talking about the things that we do and, and the conscious efforts, because the, the politics, whether it's legislative, the bills we're working on, or how we approach things, or how things went in Senate testimony, or, or how things went interacting with a, a program or a group of people, um, the, it seems like just fluff to talk about, but the reality is these things are very important. Yes. And um, as I told our ELP program yesterday, I said, look, it starts with me, mm-hmm. but I happen to sit in a leadership role in an organization that's a decent size. And so I have to model the expectations. Yep. And then we have to hold people accountable to those expectations because I can work on me. That's where it starts. You work, you work on you. And then together, we're going to help work on the organization. And who knows, maybe maybe we can help set an example, sure. even if it's just in our local community on, oh, on yeah. what healthy dialogue looks like. Yeah. So it's good to have you back. Yeah, this is just an example of uh, what I get hit with. You, fluffy interviews or we're talking about uh, politics and Senate bills. So, yes, great to be back. Yeah. Loving this. Yeah. Well, I think uh, so we have several people. I mean, right now around our organization, people are throwing each other. Oh yeah. We got a list of the bus. This is, this is terrific. It's yeah. got a, it's got a head of steam of its, of its right. own, which is good. Yes. yes. I mean, Kathy in the front office, she is just ready on yeah. the edge of her seat no, I, trying to get over here. I agree. Yeah. I, I can see it. Kathy, we're, we're ready for you. Uh, you know, engineer Runo, 
Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Although he didn't hesitate when I said something to him this morning. He's like, absolutely. I think he's a little bit of a talker. That's good. Yeah. Well, we can talk to him about truck committee stuff and perfect. You know, it'll be good. So, John, though, I, I do appreciate you being here and being part of this. And, um, you know, you're working towards that higher level position. You have to I do this know. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. We'll see. Yeah. We'll take you on a field trip to the legislature once we can get down there again. That sounds fun. In person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good time. Perfect. Learn all kinds of things. All right. Well, once again, until next week, try to stay out of trouble. And if you get into a debate, focus on the idea, not the person.